Hey. What's up? Howdy. How you doing? It's my favorite line. <laughs> Welcome back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are three birth professionals and best friends. And we are here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. It's not all glitter and rainbows. Or as we like to say, it's a lot more shit than giggles. <laughs> crack ourselves, crack ourselves up, and big round. <laughs> so um, today we have an interesting episode, and mm-hmm. um, just a little quote from one of our letters coming out today. Um, it said, "Well, he has a wiener, and he likes hot dogs. So how could I not write in?" <laughs> this we- is a great <laughs> intro podcast for you all who haven't listened yet. If you like, if you have a wiener or like hot dogs, <laughs> or, or like wieners, for you and don't like. Hot dogs. That would be fine. So this episode is called Wieners and Wombs. And why is it called that? Well, our we decided it at a hot dog place. <laughs> <laughs> our sponsor for today is the Doggery in Strasburg, Virginia. And so we figured, hey, they're selling these amazing foot-long grass-fed wieners. And who doesn't love a foot-long wiener? Um, so oh. let's <laughs> Thinking about becoming a vegetarian. Veg- vegetarians. <laughs> <laughs> Should we introduce ourselves first? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we just got so excited to talk about wieners. We just got Sitting to my left is Jessica McKee, <laughs> and she's a kick-ass doula. Sitting to my right is Kimberly Haynes, and she is a CPM with a busy birth center practice. <laughs> Good and job, I'm going to show myself. And to my <laughs> double left is Meredith Rout, and she owns a small birth practice at home in Winchester, Virginia. She's also to your right. <laughs> I said my double left. I know. Two to my left. She's also to your right. We're on a table, a Thank, circle. A Thank circle you. table. <laughs> that was painful. <laughs> anyway, so we decided at the doggery that because we love footlong wieners and we talk Supposedly. about birth, that um, this episode is going to be called Wombs, Wieners and Wombs. Wieners and And it's wombs. about dads and their perspective of fatherhood and birth. Yeah. And how having the right birth team can make or break your experience. Yes. Regardless of what that experience their is. Their experience is just as important as mama's experience. Almost. Yeah. Man. A little bit. Oh, all right. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um, that's my job as a doula, though. Um, so, yeah, before we launch into <laughs> wieners and wombs, <laughs> that's, that's never. Before we explode into <laughs> wieners and wombs, <laughs> before we bite into this subject, <laughs> that this could literally go on all day. <laughs> it's never going to get old. <laughs> Um, let's talk a little bit about our week and uh, what we're drinking. <gasps> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, let's talk about what we're drinking first. Um, it's barefoot, isn't it? No, it's a it's, it's a cupcake wine. It's cupcake. Yes. But it was given to us by the amazing Casey, Casey. who happened to have the three of us. Almost at her birth. birth. And so this actually fits in super well with our episode because her kick-ass husband ended up having to catch their baby. Mm -hmm. I think he also passed on a hunting trip for it, too. Oh, my gosh. Which is like a really big deal. Yeah. Especially right now. Yeah. But he caught that baby before any of us got there. And we still got a bottle of wine. So woohoo. And chocolate. And chocolate. Thanks, Casey. Casey. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, I was there for that placenta. Like a boss. I yeah. was not. <laughs> nope, me neither. <laughs> I was super proud of him, though. <laughs> yeah, they were both amazing. Um, so what were our weeks for, like this week? Anything fun? Anything important happened? Mm. I no. went to 80s Dancing Without You Guys. Oh, which you was did. like That's really weird. fun, but also really weird. That is weird. It was yeah, but, but Terrence had a great time. You guys yeah, had fun had together. so much fun. Mm-hmm. Relationship goals, mm-hmm. 80s dancing. Mm-hmm. And me and Kim had an unexpected hangout at the box office brewery. Oh, we did, where our daughters got on stage and sang. It was the cutest thing. Oh my in God, the world. it was so cute. And we got to dance and sing together too. Oh my gosh, we danced until he stopped singing. Yeah. <laughs> and then we kept going. As is the huge. And the girls dance too. We, we should post have girls our, dance night. We should post our video that we made of us dancing and singing to country music. I would say we shouldn't <laughs> do well, that. Well, since I'm the one that takes care of the social media, I'm going to make that um, executive decision. It's my executive <laughs> decision it. on whether I do or not. It's we'll so see. Horrible. We'll see if I feel like getting on Facebook <laughs> later. <laughs> but yeah, that was so fun. But um, I'm still off call. I'm off call. Yeah. It's magic. I've had my longest break with 
out of birth. Three weeks and three wow. days. Wow. I've forgotten what Katie looks like <laughs> in general. Hey, yeah. Distance it's so makes, nice. Distance the makes the heart grow fonder. Grow fonder. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I say that about wieners, too. <laughs> I think both people say that about wieners. Not the guys. The guys do not feel that way. No distance allowed. Let's also allowed. attach their bodies. I feel like they, if they felt that way, they don't really... There's something they can do about it. Might as well love it all the time. I love it. Right? I want to want. I, you know, we're called wine about birth, and I feel like we don't whine enough. Yes. Sometimes we're too happy. We're too happy. Yeah. So you had a wine that kind of goes along with last week's episode because yes, we've does. been recapping. Mm-hmm. So go back and listen to episode until, six like, after the episode. That happens. I mean, it happens all the time. So I yeah. want to preface my wine yeah. with, um, and I'm not bragging, I'm just like really proud of the center. And um, I have personally attended 56 births nice. in the last year, which wow. is a lot. You want to yeah. cheers to it? Cheers. Premier yeah. birth center. Cheers, clink. Cheers. And that's just cheers. what I attended. So um, with each birth comes a 24 to 48 hour visit. Some of yep. those home visits are an hour and a half away, which means it is a five hour day for me to do one visit. Yep. Then I have to do all my clinic days. Yep. So sometimes I work a lot. A whole lot. And That's sometimes good. I don't. I most of the time. But sometimes I don't, like the last couple weeks. So here's my, my wine is coming in. Um, I took a couple different breaks this month, equaling eight days. That is, for those of you who can't add, like the weekends, yeah, having the weekends off, but they weren't weekends. And you haven't even had every weekend off because you no, had no, no. to do visits on the weekends. It was a three day and a five day, and yeah. that's all I took off. Okay. So the, some clients, not ever the women, but the men, I've noticed, and they've been doing this since I got licensed, but only now is it really fucking bugging me, is they make comments like, oh, must be nice to turn off your phone and ignore us. <laughs> oh, or, oh, wow, you're going off grid. Well, what about us? So... Recently, um, it's really pissing me off when this happens, and I know they're being funny, but my kids, like, they wait for me to say I'm off call because I'll say we can't do this until I'm off call or that until I'm off call. So if I take the equivalent of the weekends off, I shouldn't get bitched at, even if they're laughing. You never did that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but so, she's talking to the, quiet talking to the man to the behind, behind, man behind the, curtain. the curtain. So so I wanted to say that it pisses me off when people do that. And if you have an out-of-hospital out of hospital provider, you have their own personal cell, it mm-hmm. is always fucking on. Always. And if you don't like it when they take a couple days off, then I invite you to go use an in-hospital OB or midwife whose yeah. phone number you will never see. And never hear. You will never have a texting relationship. You will never know who's going to deliver your baby, and that's fine. But I am proud of the care that I give, but I feel like I have every goddamn right to take a couple days off to spend them with my kids. Yeah. And for Um, that to be respected. Yeah. Thank you. And celebrated also. Yeah. So, Um, But if you stop answering my text messages and calls... um, (laughs) I would never do that. I'm going to give you a friendship divorce. Okay. And when Meredith didn't answer me for 48 hours, I threatened to call the police. (laughs) And I almost did. Meredith always does that. It's just like, is Meredith dead? Or is her phone dead? But it's I want to feel like your hearts would ache if you if I was really dead. Something would like break. <gasps> um, so I feel like you'll know. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So we would know instantaneously. We're all in, we're somehow connected. Yeah, some weird by like strings of energy. <laughs> but you know what's interesting is I wrote down some divorce rates Ooh. to show people why midwives need some breaks and i found yeah. it interesting to know that clergy actually divorces 19.8% of the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That makes me giggle. <laughs> I'm sorry. So wait, what's the rate for birth workers? So, okay. So for CNMs and nurse practitioners, it's 33%. RNs, uh-huh. RNs are 36%. Massage therapists, because they get their hands on hotties all the time and they can't help themselves, <laughs> 47.8%. So it's... Wow. That's it's, an interesting... Yeah, yeah it is. Also, and where it's are they like, getting these stats from? So like, is that this, like... When you fill out your census, like, what does your job? <laughs> well, the, okay, so my divorced? source for this is the American Community Survey, which was done between 2011 and 2015. So that's just the, what, it, configurations. But, like, our job is super high intensity, and when we do come home after a couple of days, we're kind of like zombies. Yeah. So it's not really fair. Even when I am home sometimes, I'm, like, not We don't really get there. to unplug even when we're home. No, yeah. and then I get cranky, or Chuck's talking to me, and I'm, like, staring at him and drooling down the front of my shirt. So if I take a couple well, of days... Abs have been looking really good lately, oh, so that could account for the drooling. Yeah. 
They're I know amazing. I'm drawing when I'm at your house. <laughs> They're amazing. Oh, and we put a picture of him up, but a client actually um, said, I listened to your podcast this week and I have a request and I would like to see a picture of Roscoe. And I'm like, oh, oh God. Oh, okay. There's already actually Pisker. There, Pisker. There's a picture of Roscoe on there already. That is there? Everyone thought was me. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, he is on there. So we anyway, can, that was my that. wine. My wine is just the entitlement that some of the clients come with. And yeah. I am very proud of the care that we give. But if I want a fucking weekend off, I'm taking it. And I yeah. shouldn't have to be bitched at for it. So Should that's my wine. have to be. Good job. Thank you. Cheers Thanks. to your wine. Thanks. Whoop, whoop. Let's actually oh, clean glasses. And I would love to hear other birth workers complain about the same thing and yeah. instances that they have had if they want to email it to us. I have a feeling we're going to have an entitlement episode. So, oh, we are. I, I already idea. have notes for that. Yeah, feel free yeah. to write in your stories wow. about that. Write them in. You anyway, are so on the ball. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just it, I it was, was the so car, the car dealership really pushed you over the edge. Oh, this the morning. car dealership. <laughs> That's a whole other story that we really don't have time for yeah. today. So, um, I we were really impressed with our response um, from dads. We got a lot of so letters today letters. because we really wanted to hear from their perspective what birth was like for them. Mm-hmm. And so, there were some naysayers who said, "They're men. They're not going to write in. That's silly." And we got seven mm-hmm. letters. That was me. In her defense, uh, at least one of them was the dad just talking and the wife writing it down. Yeah, That's true. And Chuck, but was, it's hilarious. Chuck yeah. said some things too, but I didn't write them down. Oh. <laughs> So that's eight. <laughs> yeah. My but husband did not say anything. Here. He was doing it without his shirt on, so I wasn't really listening. <laughs> Brian but just I said, I was drunk at your last birth, and it was great. <laughs> he did say that. Yeah. I think that is a the theme end. of some of our letters is alcohol at birth. So yeah. <laughs> it makes, it makes, it's, it's a great thing to Okay, have. someone read a letter. Who wants All to right, read? All right, let's just jump right on in there okay. and uh, read a letter. Do you want me to read the first one? Sure. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick oh my personal favorite actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hold on, let me. What? God, you're being so controlling. She can't am. help herself. Okay, no, go on. I was gonna say there's one with a paragraph that was her words and I tried of his to like that we can cut like, it out. Yeah. so that it gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and go. Okay, um, so here is a letter. I'm not gonna say names. Okay, I'll start here. I'm a father of three, two boys and a girl. My firstborn son was born at the hospital. I wouldn't say we had a bad experience, but we did spend four days there, ate terrible food, and slept on an uncomfortable couch. I like my routine and creature comfort. So, most men do. They they like their... I mean, who doesn't like yeah. creature comfort? I, yeah. <laughs> That's just That's that women in labor can't really appreciate creature comfort. So, somebody's got true. But creature comforts in labor make the labor process even that much better. True. Um, I made the comment to my wife... Maybe next time we can just stay home and I can deliver the baby. I wanted to stay in the comfort of my home, eat my food, and sleep in my bed. And God. play my video games. <laughs> You're so demanding. I don't think he plays video games. <laughs> just joking. I love you. Um, little did I know people actually did that. My mind was blown. Like the wieners into the wombs. Yes. That's how you got there. Um, my next two kids were birthed with the experience and support of midwives and doulas. But this isn't a story about home birth because I don't think you have to have a baby at home to be happy. I'm just difficult and hate sleeping fully clothed. <laughs> don't we all? I want to let you know that ever since I've read that, I have this problem with getting mental pictures. And now every time I see you, I just think of you sleeping naked. I did the same thing. I giggled <laughs> when I yeah. read it. <laughs> Well, I wonder how many kids walk in and out of the bedroom. I'm thinking probably all three of them. All of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I also don't like sleeping fully clothed. I do. Um, you also have like a million children to in bed with you. Yep. So. Oh, I do sleep fully clothed. Yeah. But I would prefer not to. Gotcha. Yeah. But there's reasons why I need to. So, because <laughs> I like to sleep. Um <laughs> That's well, all. you can't expect to be naked and then not fondled, can you? <laughs> and that's all that's I'm going to say about that. Is that, that. asking too much? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, where was I? Sleeping okay. naked. This is <laughs> he, more, was na- he was yes. naked. All right. He doesn't like sleeping fully clothed. This is more about the people I met, the midwives and doulas. I want to tell you why they are amazing people and why you deserve to have them at your birth. My wife could go on and on about the friends she's made and the talented lady she's met. And she's right. We have made friends with our midwives and doulas. The ladies I've met are exceptional women. They are intelligent, 
Thank you. Oh, stop <laughs> Determined it. and caring. Oh, he's just so kind. That now. last part is about you. <laughs> <laughs> you are very caring. You just okay, like to you. pretend you're not. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. That alone uh-uh. should be enough to make you want to interview a midwife and hire a doula at the minimum. Just in case you're on the fence about a doula, I'll put it out there like this. Our doula, uh, Jessica, Jess, (laughs) saved my sanity, if not my life. Our doula was by my wife's side within a half hour of us calling her. I don't recall how long she was with us, but I do know it was probably 12 hours. My wife had extreme back labor. To see our doula work with her, encourage her, tell her she could do it, have the baby, massage her, I could go on and on. I could not help my wife the way our doula helped her. I could never encourage her the way another female could. I could never relate the way another female could. If our doula wasn't there, I would have been like the guys in the movies during the birth scenes, asking ridiculous things like, are you okay? (laughs) Um, Can I help? What's wrong? Do you need me or can I go take a nap? (laughs) But we had our doula. She was the support where I couldn't be, the gentle hand, the perfect words of encouragement. Because of our doula, my wife thinks I'm a hero husband. My wife thinks I'm the reason she could have the baby. I was the person she needed most. Ha 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 ha. I owe my hero status to our doula. Plain and simple. (laughs) Hire a doula. Your wife deserve it. You deserve it. I <laughs> love awesome. that. I also like that letter. Yeah. Well, of course you do. <laughs> Although it does make me blush. Well, when you were my doula for the first time and I was like pushing Max out, Chuck, I just remember him looking up and going, this is so easy. Why is this so easy this time? And I'm like, what? <laughs> it was because my fist was like all the way in your asshole. And that's he was true. Just like watching. So much rectal pressure. And he was like, oh, and he goes, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's oh, right. That's right. I said more. More rectal pressure. He yes. goes, yeah, that's what oh, I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and that was videotaped too. So I get to watch that over and over yeah. again. <laughs> also, I was wearing your bathing suit bottom and you were wearing the top. Yes. <laughs> that has to be a fantasy somewhere. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the birth fetish world. <laughs> There's gotta be one out there. Probably a doula fetish now. It was awesome. Now I want to post a picture of that. Yes. Since everyone got to see me in a birth tub, we should get to see you in a birth tub. Oh. Facebook. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I have the one with Evie's Executive head decision. out. That would be fun. Yeah. So this letter, though, I, I like to point out some of the things about this letter is um, that r- some some men feel like if they hire a doula, it's going to take away their job. But mostly what I've heard is that men actually do more when there's a doula there and they actually feel more comfortable and it ends up making their wives feel like they were more useful because mm-hmm. they weren't uncomfortable and anxious. And pregnant women pick up, laboring women, pick up on their man's energy at a birth. And yep. if you're feeling anxious and you don't know what to do. You know, and it's like if I wanted to do something, say, buy a car, I would mm. take a man with me because yeah. they know more <laughs> about than buying I cars. do, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, but, it's so, just a masculine world. So you consider bringing a man into a masculine world to help you navigate. Yeah. Same way, birth is a pretty feminine space, and you yeah. would ask a woman to help and you navigate not, that. It's not just your your husband or your partner. It's it can be a friend too. I've had yeah. friends. Mm-hmm. I have had women say, "My friend is my doula." Yeah. They do literally nothing until they you just, start suggesting things and help them yeah, figure out like they what just their watch. space so is. So if you yeah. hire a doula that is trained, you just have someone that's comfortable with birth that knows what they're doing, and then they get you more involved. Mm-hmm. Things that you would never think of. I mean, I don't know how to play football so that would be fun to watch and most men don't know how to help deliver try a baby and have a football doula i'm can actually really us. good at flying like football, a cheerleader and i accept that <laughs> i, would do that I accept you. your proposition i accept your challenge can we make a tackle football yes <laughs> i don't want to and we know why are you grabbing hurts. your boobs it right hurts now. when you get yeah. hit in the tit <laughs> we should just wear white t-shirts and have tackle football that sounds like a nightmare. That sounds like 5,000 steps backwards. I think there's like 800 pornos that start out that way. <laughs> well, we... Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I'm not going to go on Mm-mm. about that. I think we should Casey, read. what did you put in this wine? It's really good. <laughs> Casey. Yeah, I'm liking it. All um, right. So I think we should read another letter. Who's next? Go ahead. I have one I like to do, read. Go ahead, do, Meredith. Do, 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 do. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to read this one because I feel like it brought it up a lot for me too. I got a suggestion that when someone says the word genre, that we should genre. say it like Alex Trebek, Ooh. which I think you did. Yeah, and it was it's genre. Have you guys genre. seen that like mashup of all the times he mm-hmm. says genre? Yeah, someone <laughs> sent it to me, and they said the trick is to say it like there's peanut butter stuck to the roof of your mouth, and oh. I said you do that. Now every time you mention Alex Trebek or anyone does, I just want to say. I'll take the rapists for 500, <laughs> Alex. <laughs> Wait, what is that from? That's therapists for 500. <laughs> That's your mama, Alex. <laughs> it's from Saturday Night Live. Yes, SNL. I got it when you... That's horrible. Oh, my God. My God. Start reading. Read Start reading right now. Read right. the letter. Just laugh it all out. We can cut it out later. Yeah. <laughs> well, being a first time dad, second one due in March, pregnancy is weird. It was my firstborn, but my partner's fourth, so she knew what to do, thank God. The pregnancy wasn't bad, no real mood swings or cravings. I was very impressed with her ability to handle it. I was confused at times, overprotective at others, but she was calm, cool, and collective most of the time. The birth was crazy for me, not birthed a human before. She mm. was great. I was super uncomfortable not knowing what to do, but with help from Meredith and Kim Haynes, I made it through. Everything went super fast when it was going. A little over two hours after getting to the center, my little man was born. I just was a ball of nerves and confused. The weeks to follow, everything got easier and I was more confident with being a dad. I'm so happy with the way it all went. The ladies at the center are super and very knowledgeable. I can't thank you ladies enough for everything. First off, thanks for the shout out. That was not our goal with this podcast. No, and every time I put it out, (laughs) I'm like, bad. I'm like, crap. We didn't mean for you guys to have to like. Yeah, I'm like, don't don't say nice things about us. Focus on just your team. Yeah, and yeah. I but, feel like we asked for people to blow smoke up our ass. In our defense, though, yeah. like we reached out to people who good, we though. know. <laughs> and I was like, honestly, really pleasantly surprised by like, this is going to sound really creepy, but how many of our dad's numbers I still have on my phone. Mm. And I can still like text them and be like, hey, like we have this thing going on. Like, would you mind saying something in? And they're all like immediately like, yeah, like I'm in. I want to do this. And I just think that's really great that we have a relationship with our dads that we can like. I agree. Do that and text them and it's normal and not weird. But yes. yeah. anyways, what brought what this story brought for me was I was at that birth and the dad that wrote this in was wanted to be so supportive and was super present and always there like hovering, mm-hmm. wanting to do something. I love that. But his poor lady just like wanted to do everything on her own. And then mm-hmm. there was like this one second where she like really enjoyed this one like back rubbing technique and it just like flowed and it went really well. And I was thinking and back and like looking back on it, it's like, I wish I had taught the dad how to do it so oh. that he could have done it. She would have yelled, that's not right. I know. <laughs> I know. But it's really hard because it's like that balance of like when you're in that moment with a mom, especially in transition where everything's going well and you don't want to mess with that space. But yeah. you also like want to empower a dad to like be the involved party who's doing that. Yeah. I feel like that's like a really well, I hard tell dads, thing to navigate I always sometimes. tell dads like if I'm doing something and it looks like something that you would like to do, just kick me out of the way. Like yeah. there's no ego here just kick me out of the way I'll show you how to do it if she doesn't like it I'll go back to doing it Um, but there are like I I do see that about dads like they want to help so much and I hear this reoccurring theme that you can feel really helpless when your um, partner is in pain and there's really mm -hmm. not that much you can do like you can help relieve some of it but you're really just holding space yeah from my opinion, men are like fixers. They want mm-hmm. to be able to step in and fix it, and it's something that they can't do, and that right. can feel really overwhelming. Chuck, last night he was like, you didn't ask me to say anything about tomorrow's episode. And I was like, oh, okay, what would you like to say about this? And then he said the same thing, like yeah. watching you in pain put me in pain and it was so horrible and I just felt like I don't know what to do. Yeah. Somebody tell me what to do and then no one talked to me and that was our hospital birth. Oh. Um, so just to mirror what you said, he, yeah. he just it's so shocking to see someone you love so much struggling and not be able to fix it. Yeah. And that seems to be like the returning theme for yeah. how men feel. And so then, then when that happens, even if you've taken all the classes and you learn some of those things, if you've never really like practiced them or used them in real time, it can be <laughs> it can be really difficult to remember like do I try this now do I not try this now and so like 
having that team that can you can kind of mirror really helps and be like, okay, I don't have to have all of this on my shoulders. Like, yeah. I don't have to be the one that's remembering everything I have to do every step of the way. And sometimes, like, moms will yell at dad or even at us. Yeah. Like, I've seen that a lot when they're in, like, really intense contractions. Um they can't like say, "Oh, honey, that just uh, not right now. Don't do that." And so they just say, "Stop!" Yeah, <laughs> no! yeah. Primal Stop! brain is the best. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like like we mm-hmm. said, a three year old and three year olds. They could be anything, and they'll throw themselves on the floor and be like, "Nah, that's bad." And then dads, because they just want to help and don't want to break anything or like make it worse, they're just like, "Okay, I'm just not going to touch you at all for the remainder of this process." Mm-hmm. When um. Really, that's they are helping, but I think it's funny when I do a lot of the um, like info sessions and consultations and things. And it's funny when women come in by themselves because I'm like, oh, sweetie, Mm -hmm. this is going to help your husband or your partner more than it's going to help you because you can have a good birth anywhere if you have a good team. Yeah. As long as you secure a good team. So I feel like usually it's the dads that are like, oh, my God, I am so glad we were here or Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you were there. Like regardless of where they deliver, having a good attentive team just makes or breaks. And it's usually the women convincing the men that it's important. And then it's the men that are like, oh, sorry. Thank God. Yeah. Right. yeah. Especially with these letters we've gotten. Like it's. Oh yeah. That's, that's what Chuck's like. Just get a midwife and a doula. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes a huge. Sorry I interrupted you. Just like, then. Are you kidding? That's like what this whole podcast is. It's <laughs> us interrupting each other. <laughs> talking over each that's other. That's what our whole life is. Our is whole us talking over each yeah, other. Chuck, now I already even know like, how you know what you're saying. But now other people have to listen to us and it's just us. Yeah. See as I hit the microphone with my face. I just like. I just like to say our brains just work faster than yours, so whatever. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> we can have multiple lines conversations. of conversations mm-hmm. going I, in different I directions. I left a blank because I thought you'd yell in orgasms. Orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> it Better late than never. It didn't fit there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just cut it and paste it back to where you were talking about, but I did not pick up on what you were putting down. <laughs> I'm sorry. That never happened, so I'm going to give you a pass. All right. <laughs> should we read another letter before our break? Yeah. Uh, I guess I should read one. I just, I don't know which one to read. Just pick one. Just They're pick all really one. good. Hey, I'm gonna oh, do- I know. You should pick, you should do um, the, the one about the penis game. Oh, oh the yeah, penis yeah, yeah, yeah. You game. I don't think I highlighted <laughs> Wait, that Wait, what penis game? Huh? Let's tell you. I'll tell you. <clears throat> Am I leaving out the first paragraph? Just read what you think sounds good. Okay. So this awesome mom just wrote down all of her husband's quotes that he wanted her to send in. So can't wait to listen. She says, <laughs> moving on. Yay. Quote, when I looked down and my baby looked like a Smurf, I looked up and no one was panicking. Then Kim pulled his cord out from around his neck, like bloop. And he was good to go. <laughs> Seeing them, the birth team calm and not panicking assured me that everything was okay because I trusted them. I think that that's really important that there's a lot of things that like you might not even realize, especially us getting used to like birth. There's things that happen that we like don't even blink an eye. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I've even seen a dad panic because of like a spot of blood on like a pad. Right. And, and it's like, we would never even think anything about that, but just having him to be able to look around and be like, Oh, she's not panicking about that. Or me seeing like a panic look in his eyes and be like, Oh, that's totally normal. It's actually a good sign. Yeah. Or a lot of guys write in about the placenta, like not expecting that to happen, but we're like calm about it. So it's like, Oh, okay. Is that supposed to to fall out? What is that? (laughs) A lot of times people that aren't very familiar with birth though, they will look to the energy of the people in the room to, to make sure that everything's still okay, which is why I think it's really important to hire providers that will stay calm, mm-hmm. even in the event of something like a complication happening. Like a shoulder dystocia mm-hmm. or... Yeah. Because I've been in the room with both kind of providers, like one provider that the same thing could be happening, but you can feel like a panicky energy mm-hmm. coming from them. Mm-hmm. And even me being a doula that goes to lots of births, when the provider gives a panicky energy, it kind of rubs off on energy, you. Yeah. And then you have to try hard to like not give a panicky energy because yeah, then that's good. gonna rub off on the mom and the mm-hmm. dad. And the mom getting panic can cause more complications. Um, so, so your interview question should be, do you have a game face? Yeah. <laughs> or like, how do you handle this? Like you yeah. can ask how they handle specific things. And I do want to point out that having a cord around the neck is such an old wives tale. Yeah. yeah. And, and so in this case, not related to the blue, but I can see yeah. why it was because having a cord around the neck doesn't matter because your baby 
has lungs filled with fluid already and they're not breathing mm-hmm. oxygen so it really doesn't matter and there are times yeah. where it does but it's usually to- it's it doesn't very uncommon it's totally yeah. totally like normal and common um i forgot to say she said he has a wiener and he likes hot dogs so it was yep. too relevant to pass up that was the quote from the beginning <laughs> inspiration for our intro yes um okay so Quote, the best part was when Kim told me I could take a break and go eat. Ah, I was so hungry. Creature comforts. <laughs> it's also really important for it dads so important. to take care of themselves. And we, I read about this, like, when I was learning to be a doula, like, in Ina Mae's books. Like, if a dad has to, like, pee or poop or fart or eat and they're, like, uncomfortable, that energy is going to rub off on mom. And you yep. really want positive, which it sounds like all, like, ooh, positive energy and blah, blah, blah. But Oh, that goes a very long way. And the, it's very important. The mood of our mates and our partners rubs off rubs off on us (laughs) (laughs) i'll rub off on you (laughs) and it can make and so and when mom it's all about hormones and so she's picking up on anxiety or something from him it's going to cause her to release more anxious hormones as opposed to the hormones we want that make her feel safe also if you're not at home those dads have to drive them and their child home after not sleeping for a who knows yeah. how long after like maybe a couple hour nap. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. you need to hydrate, you need to caffeinate, you need to like feed your body because you're yep. also going to have to have a baby after this and, that you take care of. And to be useful in taking care of the baby, yeah. And men go into like a self-torture phase yeah. when their wife is in labor. So it's good to have a team that's going to be like, hey, you, yeah. go eat something. Yeah, yeah they're like, or, oh, I'm fine. I'm not no. doing what she's doing. So Which is admirable, but unnecessary. Unnecessary. <laughs> and not helpful. Okay. It says, let's see, it was nice to have a team to rotate with to help that knew what they were doing with you and that I trusted you. I got to be a lot more hands-on and involved at the birth center than I would have any other way. Plus, I got to see you on the toilet a lot more that day than I ever have. (laughs) That is shocking how many times couples have never been in a bathroom together before the birth. Oh, yeah. That's so common. It's true. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's true. You don't like seeing Chuck poop. Oh, I have never. Mm-hmm. No. In 20 years. That's not something Never. that me and my husband uh, we, witness either. No, we just had this conversation. He goes, I have, he's like, I got to go to the bathroom. I'm like, okay. He goes, I can't believe there are couples that shit in front of each other. No. I'm like, nope. <laughs> Peeing is one thing. Absolutely. No, Peeing I don't even like, do that. Oh. Unless yeah. I'm drunk. And then I do. Yeah. <laughs> I will pee in front of my husband. But nope. uh, pooping is a no-go, although he loves to torture me by like, if he somehow gets the door open, being like, oh, what are you doing there? Oh, are you pooping? Oh, God. Oh, what, God. What? And I'll be, I get so angry. Like, my brother and I used to sit yeah, outside the when door. When you were like 12? Yeah. <laughs> when we were 12, we would sit outside the door. Are you pooping? Because neither one of us God. can poop if another person I is used there. to be like that before I had kids. Like, I was no. just so worried about pooping in front of people. And I went on vacation with him and his friends and they would stand outside the bathroom door we were there for three weeks being like are you pooping in there i think i heard you fart and I oh my like, god i literally hate you guys i'm gonna murder you <laughs> megan and i in went, your sleep we went on a uh, i was gonna say field trip but we went on a road trip and i made her wait outside the public restroom off of the eight like the interstate where there's like 40 toilets i said you can't come in i have to poop she's like there's like 40 fucking toilets i'm like that does not matter i'm gonna know you're in here and i can't do it <laughs> <laughs> gonna walk on so like puking hey, in a bush because you wouldn't let him get into the bathroom. <laughs> okay, a couple more quotes. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Go on. They were a lot more supportive. Being in the hospital, I feel like if you would have said that you wanted pain medication or to do something different than what you had planned, they wouldn't have thought twice about changing things. Whereas having a team, um, we did. They know what you wanted. And they knew what you were capable of and how to support me as well. We had been planning this and getting to know each other for months. Um, (laughs) This is my favorite one. (laughs) Kim is at least more relatable to me than someone I probably would have found in the hospital because she has a lot less of a filter. What? (laughs) I mean, hashtag no filter. (laughs) Maybe a lot less rules too. No rules. Yeah. I mean, we literally could have said fuck back and forth, and it didn't matter. Almost like the penis game where each person says the word louder (laughs) until someone gives up. It's nice to be in a cuss-friendly environment. (laughs) Penis. 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 Have penis. We should go out in public and play this the next time. Yes, let's do it. But we could do something even more uncomfortable like vagina or vulva. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nipple. Nipple. Nah, it's got to be penis. It should be our next sponsor. Who wants to sponsor us next? Yes. We will come to your We do have our next sponsor, actually. We do. We do. So we're going to have to go to their house. (laughs) Play the penis penis game. All right. I got to enjoy that. Sorry, I interrupted again. It's okay. 
I got to take my baby home that same day, and that was pretty badass. They didn't take the baby away as soon as he was born, like you see sometimes. He stayed right with us for a long time before everything else was done. And there you have it. A man's point of view on birth and birth workers. He, too, appreciates the art of cuss words, (laughs) the relationship built between the family and the birth team, and trusted that our Smurf child was A-OK just by reading A Room Full of Birth Workers. Happy weenie episode. The best friend you now know you have, Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, you are adopted best friend. Oh, my God. The next time we go to the moose, let's play the penis game. (laughs) Yes, let's do it. Chuck will be so upset and mortified. And this time... That's a great crowd to play to, though. So good. This time I'll know who you are, so I won't try sitting at tables with random people. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? We went, we met Nicole at the Moose and Jessica was coming and didn't know her. So she just walked up to who she thought was Nicole and was like, hey, and sat down. I started rearranging all the tables. She pulled one of their tables away. And For was like, like 15 minutes, I was rearranging tables. And then finally, they're like looking at me and Kim's looking at me and I'm like, what? And she's like, that's not who we're with. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. So sorry. I'm so, so sorry. sorry. I just rearranged your family's tables and moved some of their food. Thank God you didn't start picking off their plate like you usually do. <laughs> been horrible. Taking sips of their beer. <laughs> can I just get a drink of this real quick to tie me over till just, I can get to the bar? I'm just parched from moving all these tables around. <laughs> <laughs> These people were so tolerant. They just watched you do it, though. They didn't say anything. <laughs> That's what it goes to say. Confidence is 99% of the game. <laughs> I right. there are those hidden uh, camera shows. So exactly. much confidence. I think it's time for us to take one of our regularly scheduled breaks. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Cue the music. All right. So today's sponsor comes to us from Old Dominion Doggery in Strasburg, Virginia. Uh, what's awesome about the Old Dominion Doggery? Well, they start with grass-fed, kosher, all-beef hot dogs and burgers that are fresh and never frozen. Sounds like high-quality meat, guys. Such high-quality meat. Then you add in 74-plus toppings so you can get whatever you want on top of your high-quality meat. SpaghettiOs? Yeah, they have SpaghettiOs. And homemade chunky peanut butter. Yeah. So there's a combination for every person. You can find something to put on your wiener or burger. Even when you're pregnant and want pickles and peanut butter and ice cream. They have alien relish. No matter what you like. It's neon green. Yeah. So the burgers come in four different sizes, ranging from a quarter pound all the way to an entire pound burger. A whole pound of meat? That sounds like a lot of meat. That's a lot of meat. They are like slinging that fresh meat over there. (laughs) Um, But if you are a vegetarian like some of us at this table, (laughs) um, they also have vegan options. The Cali is it Cali Burger? It's a Cali yeah. Burger. They do a homemade black bean burger, which yeah, I have mad respect for. You're not even a like you do meat. You only do meat, and you have a homemade veggie burger. So it's amazing. Thanks for that. It was delicious. And then they also have house smoked pork. That's my favorite. Yeah, the pork and their coleslaw is delicious. I got the Philly cheesesteak burger. Oh my god, that was. So and good. I added sauerkraut to it, and oh, it was amazing. Really delicious. Delicious. Um, so also to go along with that, their boardwalk fries are amazing so and they give you a very large portion mm-hmm. and they are also the award winning tomato soup, which I dipped the fries in. Oh, yeah. That's a good yeah, idea. it was good. It was a really delicious meal what that we I enjoyed w- there. What if I want a beer? Um, they have an amazing, awesome beer selection. Mm. So that's important to us. Mm-hmm. We need that beer. I had a beer so, I never even knew existed. There you go. Yeah. I had one called Celebration and I celebrated good times with it. Come I had on. a good old Bud Light. Yeah. Because well, that's the kind of gal I am. That's right. She's simple. <laughs> so anyway. Well, that's not what I meant, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, visit the Old Dominion Doggery in Strasburg, Virginia and uh, tell them we sent you. And uh, yeah, this break's over. Turn good the music off. Bye. <laughs> so during our break oh my god I decided that the wine was a little too sweet for me I really appreciate it Casey I love it but so like any other human she yeah. had in her car <laughs> I had a bottle of Irish vodka <laughs> who doesn't carry vodka in their car so. I usually have tequila in mine so I poured some into a cup and Meredith walks in and she thinks it's water, takes a big old swig. <laughs> and then I spit it directly back out and Jess is still drinking She it. almost died. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to waste that. 
<laughs> yeah, Cheryl. She, she also got a straw and sucked it out of the sink. Yeah, I'm not scared of your germs. There. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was no. Hairy. It was hairy there for a minute. Mm-hmm. Wait, you didn't say anything about hair. <laughs> Girl, it's me. You know there's going to be at least one. <laughs> what was hairy? There. That's strange. Oh, I thought we were God. talking about vodka. Hair care. <laughs> oh, mm. we're talking about wieners. Oh, the wiener <laughs> was hairy. You know that Ooh. happens if you circumcise. <laughs> okay. Uh, enough, that's a totally another episode. Enough about that. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> that we'll episode's coming up. Is like, we'll talk about hairy right shaft now. later. Um, but I was just going to say something about men just not being good at manscaping as, as much as women are good at Also, men are really bad at ladiescaping for their partners when they go into labor. Oh. <laughs> That's always fun. Yeah, they mine try, looks like though. I have cancer if I can't see to shave. It's all patchy and unfortunate. <laughs> like that time that you got a wax and they didn't do a good oh job. My Can we please tell that story on another episode? We'll tell it on another I, episode. She didn't go where I told her to go. That was the first problem. I almost died. I almost died. Yeah. Labia are very stretchy. <laughs> <laughs> Mine were behind me Can you <laughs> during my wax. Can you imagine if she had done what you did last time you got waxed and actually recorded yourself? <gasps> oh, no, it I should have. amazing. I should have. Yeah. <laughs> I'm re- trying not to relive the trauma. <laughs> I recorded uh, my face during my entire first Brazilian wax. It was amazing. <laughs> she goes, oh, oh. That's not, the, that's not so bad. And then the lady at the waxing place asked me to send it to her so she could use it in ads. <laughs> because she was oh so gentle. So I did. <laughs> All right. Let's get back to wieners. Back to wieners. Wieners. Okay. We've got to read another they story. They go together right. like hot dogs and peanut butter. <laughs> Chunky peanut Chunky butter. Peanut butter. <laughs> Next story. Okay. Um, Okay. Birth is an amazing thing. I understand this is coming from a dude that does not experience the same emotions and pain as my better half, but I believe all parties involved would agree on this point. I would say the labor and delivery process really did not have too many surprises for me from a procedural standpoint, which... Is awesome. That says a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he must have really researched labor and delivery. They did. They really did. Yeah. But I believe every expecting new father should be aware of a few things. One, you are inadequate to help the baby come out. It was difficult to to see someone you love in pain and not be able to help as much as you would like. It was important to have a plan, and if something wasn't working, try something else. Two, the best plan you can have is a great birthing team. We had a great midwife assisted birth and with both our daughters, Kim and Meredith were awesome for a first daughter's birth. I would also highly recommend hiring a doula. Hmm. Having a great doula really helped to keep me at ease because I knew there was an experienced person helping at all times and I didn't need to carry that burden myself. I was not left wondering if more could be done because the doula with much more knowledge and experience was there to help. We were fortunate enough to have the same doula at both births and cannot recommend Jessica more. Hmm. Three. A baby is not the only thing being delivered on this day. <laughs> you, what, huh? I wonder what to what he could be referring. Well, when he first said that, I was like, "Oh, does he mean like he becomes a new dad that day?" But no, probably just poop. No, placenta. Uh, <laughs> I was greatly. Appre- it could be poop, actually. It could be poop. I was greatly appreciative to have been forewarned of all the other components of the birthing process that make their appearance on this day. Oh my god, he probably was. <laughs> I didn't realize that. <laughs> it allowed me to take things as they came and not be thrown off. Four, postpartum is round two, maybe three. I was surprised by a difficult post-birth recovery. Mm-hmm. I know everyone has varying experiences, but for the first birth, we did not have a good plan in place for dealing with possible postpartum challenges. Not being prepared for this made the first few months after delivery more difficult than they should have been. I think that's something we should stop and talk about a little bit, that I feel like there there is this tendency to focus so much on the birth yeah. that mm-hmm. especially for first time parents, you're not prepared for what's coming next. Yeah. Not that you could ever really prepare for that until it happens, but I know that we try to talk about like postpartum care, make sure you have enough supplies and making sure we talk about breastfeeding and like the expectations of being a new parent. But I feel like it's not really real and you're still so focused on getting to the birth. Yeah. When we talk about things prenatally that it doesn't really stick as much. And then it becomes way more real after the birth. Yeah. And some people do, 
prepare, but some people just have a really hard time. Like this couple, yeah, they, they have a really hard time. they become parents for the first time, and there's not enough. Like, you just can't. There's only so much you can prepare for. Yeah, you can't plan. Yeah. You can have four people waiting on you hand and foot and still be overwhelmed. Yeah, and sometimes there's legit medical issues, which is, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I know personally in their case, there was some medical issues that increased the stress. Mm-hmm. But I, I do feel like, it's just like with birth though feeling well supported is like your first step in that process so I feel like when he talks about having a plan Mm -hmm. the first thing you have to plan on is just making sure there's people available even if you choose Mm -hmm. never to access those people just knowing that they're there in the background to be available if you need well he didn't add this in this letter but I remember him saying specifically to me that the first time around they didn't take up people's offers of of help because it was kind of they hadn't prepared for that for knowing that and I think that's something really important and they said the second time around like no at Everybody that asks if they can bring a meal, we're going to say yes. Anyone mm-hmm. that asks oh, if they yeah. can help, we're going to say yes. Because they then realized how much that helped. So I, I'm like a big supporter of that. And Meal trains are life-saving. Yeah, yeah and people want to help and they want to feel useful and not overwhelming. And so if you call, if you text someone and be like, listen, uh, our bathroom really needs to be clean and we need some food, I'm telling you there's going to be people that because it makes them feel like they're really helping and they went through it too, they are going to run and they're going to want to clean your bathroom and bring you food. It makes them feel good to help you. It does. So you're doing your friends a favor by asking them for help. Mm -hmm. And giving them guidance and like how to help too. Exactly. And telling them exactly what you need. Like I need my bathroom cleaned and my floor Mm -hmm. vacuumed. We don't need you to come over and hold the baby for an hour. Or bring our, bring our two year old to the park for an hour. Oh, take all the kids. Yeah. Just take all the other (laughs) kids. All of them. Mm hmm. Um, okay, so I, th- I know he's going to talk a little bit more about postpartum. Let's continue the letter. Um, let's see. Let me finish that point. Having more knowledge and having a plan really paid off with baby number two. Pay particular attention to warning signs and get help early if they appear. Five, sleep deprivation is real. It makes everything seem worse. Oh, God, it does. Yeah. Mm. I feel like we talk about that a lot with mom and we, like, warn dads before they go home, but it. Again, it's not even like it's something you can't, you can't even per, understand. You can't it. understand what sleep de- deprivation is until you're in it. Yeah, and I'm really like thankful he said this too because we talk, we joke about this. I feel like at prenatals, but we say it as a joke to be approachable, but it's real. He said, "I did not realize how angry I could get at an otherwise cute newborn until that newborn is screaming and I have not slept much for a few months." Oh yeah, that's something really hard to admit as a parent, but mm-hmm. it, it is. Everybody but goes it's through that. So true. It's also why shaken baby syndrome exists. It's not typically. It's not usually someone that's like, "I'm going to pick this baby up and shake it to death." It's someone that's sleep deprived and they don't know what to do, and they're yeah. just trying so to move the baby. Yeah. They're not even trying to hurt the baby, and that's what happens. Well, sleep deprivation is a form of torture. Yeah, we so. do use it. Our military, good yep. old military. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> that was political. <laughs> <laughs> We're edgy. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I would recommend having a plan for how to deal with nighttime and try to have a routine where everyone is getting as much sleep as possible. It took some time to figure out sleeping routines, but hang in there. It mm-hmm. will get better. And I also think it's important for people to know that there there are such things as like postpartum doulas that mm-hmm. even will do overnight shifts. So if you're getting to that point where it's like, um, I haven't slept in a week and I'm about to go nuts, like you can hire someone to come like be up with your baby so you can get three, four, five hours of sleep and yeah. not have to worry. And that just that little bit can help you get through the next week or whatever three hours of sleep can do yeah and a lot of first time dads feel like and chuck did this when we had our first one like they have to get up every time you get up and what is the point of doing that other than like okay you feel like you're helping but really you could work as a team and Mm -hmm. take turns getting up and then each person's actually getting two to three hours of sleep instead of the cute little clients that walk in here like high on red bull and their eyes are bloodshot because they're like oh my god we're not going to make we it. We can't stop staring at our baby. But you're still probably going to feel like that, yeah. even if you take t- turns. But mm-hmm. it'll make it much more doable. Yeah. Six. I was surprised how different kids can be. It is amazing to see the development of my girls and realize that they are both very unique. Each one definitely has personality and features of their own. Sometimes I would catch myself classifying them as the baby during pregnancy. But once they arrived, it was easy to see how they were each their own person. Seven, have a plan for if something goes wrong. We had a complication with our second child, and it was great knowing that my job was to stay with the baby and our doula was to stay with Sadie. Another reason to have an awesome doula. (laughs) Get a doula. Yes. It was a choice. (laughs) They were awesome. Oh, sorry. It was a chaotic time. It would not have been a good time to figure this out. It also allowed me to give firsthand updates to my wife quickly. 
So I feel like that was all just like really succinct good advice. Yeah. For a lot of different situations. I agree. So everyone out there, if there's any men listening to this, uh, pay attention to what he said. He's a wise man. He's he like, went through so much. Yeah, oh my both gosh. did. He's like, like a guru of birth now. Yeah, he's got such a vast amount of experience. Get postpartum help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ask everyone. Do you know how many moms are like, oh, I don't want to ask my mom for help. She annoys me. Or my mother-in-law annoys me. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? If you haven't slept in 48 hours, your mother-in-law is like the angel on earth. Oh, gosh, that's going to come yeah. and take care of your sweet little baby it doesn't mean you're a failure it means you're allowing your family to care for you and that is okay and I feel like that's part of like this will be a whole other episode about the it takes a village like Mm -hmm. how in other cultures there's such a village surrounding birth for people to help the mom and help the dad and help the baby and um, we're not meant to do it all by ourselves and that that's That's true of the birth and the postpartum Um, you know there is always female helpers to help and there's always people afterwards to help and it's super super important i'm like okay i think we need to get on to the next letter how about i read a shorter so one so much support okay. yeah and read that read one a longer one all right a short and sweet from anonymous <laughs> we like you anonymous we like anonymous we didn't have the ideal birth it had been a long night an unexpected transfer to the hospital an epidural and a cranky ob understated (laughs) but But nicely (laughs) but despite all of that i had never felt closer to my wife kim and a friend of ours were at our birth i'm sorry we're our birth team and the morning we had our little girl it was just my wife and i there were only a few hours our birth team wasn't there but that was because they (laughs) we were at the hospital by the time i can't read I know. Mm-hmm. I feel like that little sip of vodka just threw me. That's because you're well, simple. I'm just drinking. That's because I'm simple. Maybe I need to drink alcohol instead of this water. But that time was transforming for me. I don't know if I've ever felt closer to my wife from brushing her hair and her teeth. Aww. So cute. In preparation to welcome this new human, we had some powerfully intimate moments. The most incredible part, though, was watching her push for three solid hours. I have seen hard work, and I've been around men who do very physical, demanding tasks my entire life, but nothing that I've ever known comes close to watching how hard my wife was pushing this baby out. I felt even more close to her the more she worked for our baby, for our family. I ended up being so inspired that I ended up counting her pushes and yelling, blow, blow, blow during the breaks. This is a shout out to the one of the most badass women I know, my wife. I think it, I think it's, that's an important thing to, I've noticed that your birth team, but also like birth can either be such an intimate joining experience for a man and his partner, or it can be the opposite. Yeah. And I feel like um, I I feel like the right support can help it be more of a joining experience. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about that earlier, like when our when our dad wrote it and said that you are inadequate to help. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's so many dads who walk away with that as their message of like, how can you help somebody when they're in that space? But I feel like our dads, because of the support they received through their birth team, like recognize there's an inadequacy there, but they've overcome it in some ways to like be present. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or just like that study that shows like if your partner sits next to you holding your hand, um, like that your birth will be so much shorter or your like you will feel less pain. Like that's been scientifically proven that because oxytocin. the oxytocin flowing in that connection. And that's something that um, someone from the outside birth team can't give you because um, we could do other things that cause that to there, happen. That's right. <laughs> what gets the baby in gets, gets the, the baby, baby out. <laughs> so that's a job that only they can have because they're not going to have that connection with us as their female attendants. And so it's like, but just like being there and, and being supportive, even if you're feeling like, oh my God, I'm feeling totally inadequate. Like you are doing so much yeah. because birth is so mental. Like we've got the skills, but you've got the You've hormones. got the relationship. <laughs> yeah, you've got the relationship. Um, and I will also so never important. forget this particular dad's face when his baby came out. Mm. It was one of the sweetest things I've ever, ever seen. He was so excited. Aww. Kim, if I sat next to you while you were having a baby and held your hand, would it do the same thing? No, because we wouldn't get to that point. (laughs) First of all, I don't want to hold your hand. But we did dance very romantically Ah, this weekend. And Meredith missed it. I know. I got a video, though. And we actually sang the song with true heart. We did. 
Our boobs touched a little bit. A little. I had a <laughs> That's dad. the least awkward thing about y'all's interaction. <laughs> they touch all the time. Do you know, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I've, I had a dad literally say to me, and I will never forget this either, I said, do you want to take over for a minute? Because I was doing something that was helpful for his wife. And he said, no, that's what I pay you for. I'll be right here on my phone. Yep. <laughs> and that's where he stayed the yeah. whole time. He never did anything. Yeah. And that birth did not bring that couple closer together. Mm, Guaranteed. I see that. Um, but I also see couples that that is their, the way their, their way of, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with each Supporting other. Supporting each other. <laughs> yeah. I support distance. you from over here. Different oh, people like have, him. Yeah. I'll support you from over I here. I will tap you with the broom. You. Yes. <laughs> you can feel my love from across the room. <laughs> feel my gaze. <laughs> okay. So we're starting to run out of time. I think that we might have to like read a couple of these letters in another episode we can do, can do a follow up a follow up episode cuz um, men have so much to say yeah this isn't a great uh, yeah i really love hearing what they have to say about what's important to them um so the okay i think i'm going to read this one as the last one and then we can talk about our next episode so they entitled this the value of a good birth team which we keep hearing over and over and over again. Over and over. Um, or like what we heard in the last one, like that cranky OB. That was memorable about it. It's like... Well, well, and that's what they show. Like you can have a great birth. I know for my one of my hospital births, for one of them, I know it was a good birth and I know it was fast, but the one thing I remember is the nasty thing that, that one person you. said to me. And I yep. will never forget it. And I know yep. that was just normal for them to say, but it's like of all the things that happened, that's, what yeah. that's what's stuck in my head. But I remember when I met you after that it happened, like that was actually traumatic to you. I know it's a little <gasps> I bit... I feel trauma. Earthy, birthy, feely. <laughs> <laughs> I have feelings. Excuse us while Kim throws up behind the table. <laughs> and we're back. Okay, I'm going to read this letter. It's a good thing I only eat a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to write in on behalf of my wife and and I and contribute our thoughts on not only the importance of having a good birth team, but equally important, working with people who get you and who, even if their values and yours are not identical, you feel safe and confident in. That is so important. There are so many kick-ass birth teams in this area. Like the midwives are all amazing, but we're all so different. Yeah. But it is also important that as, and we talked about this a little bit in the informed consent, that there's lots of times that like our values personally don't align with the values of the clients we're mm-hmm. working with, but it does, it, but we can still be um, supportive of their values mm-hmm. in the birth. And that makes a big difference in the experience. Um, we only have one child and we're only planning on having one child. We weren't planning on having any actually. So when we started trying to determine how we wanted the birth to go, we tried to explore all our options and see which was the best fit for us and have the best interest of both the child and the mother in mind and the dad. Mm-hmm. We decided that we wanted to do a home birth. So we began the process of interviewing, meeting, visiting a variety of midwives, birth centers, et cetera, et cetera. When we met Kim, we immediately knew that she was the one for us. Not only is she incredibly knowledgeable. <laughs> Stop sorry, it. But she is also hilarious. <gasps> Me? She what? is She's so funny. funny. Right? And made mm. herself available to us whenever we had any kind of question <laughs> slash concern. No ha- matter how ridiculous it probably was. 2 a.m. text. Does this pregnancy belt make me look fat? <laughs> okay. They would never do they that would never to me. Do that. So, yeah. So, even though she turns her phone off every once in a while, she's still there for your questions and concerns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At 8 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> this is an invaluable trait to have in a birth team member because it helps provide security during one of the most terrifying times in a couple life you are not only bearing down on the daunting concept of the Ooh, labor and birth itself which has been drummed up in all media to pure hysteria true so story. true, mm-hmm. true story. but you are also in charge of keeping a tiny fragile human alive kim and tiffany he's talking about tiffany from virginia's for doulas tiffany shank hey girl yeah she was their doula they were both absolute rock stars especially when we got into the wee hours of the morning after almost 24 hours of labor she was actually my birth assistant at that birth oh but okay. she is a doula and was a doula for them as well gotcha but also a birth assistant yes double awesome. hats okay go they gave me remedial side tasks that helped me feel like I was contributing <laughs> while also distracting me from the very serious business being tended to. In the end, we wound up having to go to the hospital. 
But Kim not only went with us, she also provided explicit instructions. He said explicit. <laughs> on what to tell the hospital Grow staff. Grow up, Jess. I'm kidding. Don't. Triple don't do that. XXX instructions <laughs> on what to tell the hospital staff to make sure that a dirty. <laughs> our exact desires were being considered and met. I cannot thank her enough for all her work and her candor surrounding all things birth. You are very candorous. <laughs> I think the word is candid. Candid. <laughs> I could be wrong. Because like, I don't know what I'm about oh, to say. It gives, it's, the, it it's, gives the simple one. It's not candida. I can tell you that. No, we don't. We never wish that upon anybody. We don't like candida. I, um, yes, may have trouble holding my tongue, but that's okay. Mm. But I'm proud to say that as a result, we forged a friendship that continues today. Mm. In synopsis, finding a birth team that you connect with and you feel understands and honors your values cannot be overvalued or undervalued. I don't know if it it sounded weird. Keep up the good work, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) That was so it's I it's so embarrassing to hear nice things about myself. I kept having to look away. Look away. She couldn't make eye contact with Jess. I know it wasn't Jess's words. <laughs> I feel the same way. I really do. Yeah, so I feel like this was a super, like, I, I feel like it gave us a really, some of the, the things that I found from dad's perspectives is the per, how people help them, the birth team, really determines, like, how they process the birth. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the other things that we found from that? Prepare. You can't. You can't over prepare. Yeah. No. No. You can't over ask for help. Oh yeah, it's really hard not to know what to do. Like yeah. accepting that, like you're really just holding space. But sometimes having a yeah. doula or a birth team that's supportive mm-hmm. can help you navigate. That and it's better. O- it's okay to be safe in that vulnerability with your team of saying, "I don't know what to do right now," and asking for help because we can always say, "Hey, try this," and. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And that yeah. last email, I remember sending him out and being like, could you A, B, and C? And then he just sat on the stairs pretending to do things so he could, like, have a second. Oh, yeah. And I think she wanted that. She's like, I would just like him to be out there for yeah. a few minutes to kind just of, like... And, I, and yeah. I also think it's super important for men to take breaks when they feel like they need them because then they can be... They can come back more rock solid for their partner. Um Instead Even of some people who refuse to eat while their light while their wives are in labor, cough cough anonymous or sleep <laughs> or look away for a second. So what were the other the other um, how pregnancy and birth can be a safe space for people different values to find common yep. ground? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So oh, when you go to interview a provider especially someone out of the hospital, you want to ask about their team Mm -hmm. because you're getting a team of people and you might be hiring a midwife or if you go into a practice, you're going for one particular midwife or doctor that you love or that you want. But ask who your team is going to be. And I get in the hospital, you're going to get some awesome nurses. But if you're hiring someone out of the hospital, we do work as a team. So you kind of want to get to know what the team is like, not just the one person, because we will be working as a team. And if, you know, you hate Jessica and her awesome sense of humor, then or Meredith and her flighty, happy, quite unicorn... (laughs) I said flighty like it was a bad thing, and I didn't mean it that way because we're the same. Nobody hates you, Meredith. <laughs> but then you don't want to hire us as a team, you yeah. know? And if, even like here at Premier, you can come in and meet the nurses that might be attending you so that you know who your team will be. Yes. Um, it's super important. really is. Your birth team makes such a huge difference. Um, so, yeah. So let's talk about... also never over-prepare fathers for the placenta. <laughs> That nope. was a big theme. The what? <laughs> placenta. <laughs> what is that? Placenta. <laughs> or the smells. I've also warned out about smells, yeah. and they were really thankful that I did that. because mm-hmm. Like, that smell will not be there forever. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. in a water birth, but in an out-of-water birth, sometimes there's some interesting smells. It's nice to give a heads-up about. Mm. Um, but mm. that's, you know, we'll, we'll save it for another episode. So but what's next week about? Next week we have, uh, this is a really big topic. I'm Super actually touchy. very mm-hmm. excited about... Um, we are going to be talking about VBACs. And, um, What's a VBAC? Yeah, what is a VBAC? <gasps> a VBAC is a vaginal birth after a cesarean. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a super, super edgy topic in the birth community. It's it a sensitive is. topic. It is. And it kind of ties in with all of this, like hiring your birth team and informed consent and all of these things that um, 
are really important when it comes to birth. So we're super excited about that. So what stories do we want emailed to whineaboutbirth at gmail.com? I would like stories from people who have had VBACs, stories about their providers and whether they were um, supportive of a VBAC or not supportive. Like people who've attempted VBAC and what that experience was like. Yep. Or people who weren't allowed to attempt a VBAC and Mm -hmm. why that was the case. And how that experience felt to them as well. Mm -hmm. So good and bad stories. There are some birth workers out there who specifically cater or are more available for people who want to have a VBAC because of their own Mm -hmm. personal experiences too. So those birth workers definitely feel free to write in. And one more big thank you to the Old Dominion Doggery for sponsoring us today. Thanks for the wieners. Thanks for the wieners. Well, we didn't have any wieners there, but... um, (laughs) Ask me about my wiener. (laughs) Yeah. Ask us about what kind of wiener we had at Old Dominion Doggery. (laughs) She touched my ball. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, anyway. So then what do we have to say to everybody out there besides thank you? So everybody out there, um, all we have to say is... Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.